To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk said Bean. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn Hart, and we are looking back at Thursday. Uh, so uh, it's official, fees-free, definitely didn't work. So that was a waste of time and money. Uh, the uh, Anderson versus Mitchell fracker. More on that. Uh, what's it like working at a supermarket and uh, the joys or otherwise of tipping? Uh, but before any of that, Oranga Tamariki. Yeah, it's still not really working like it should. Report after report after report. Many people can take a, a dysfunctional childhood and turn it into a very successful adulthood by not repeating the, the mistakes. By not repeating the abuse that was dished out to them. But why the hell do we have a government organisation that has been rebranded, renamed, had its chief executives replaced over and over and over again, and all those children want is someone to save them? And you can't do it from a government organisation even if you throw a billion dollars at it. Wouldn't that money be better spent perhaps putting welfare workers with every at-risk? There aren't that many of them. There aren't that many of them that are struggling. And yet they're the biggest, biggest problem. They are the deaths of, of so many New Zealand children. And it's it's just a damning indictment on this country. There's a stain on this beautiful country. Serenity, joy, hail Sage McCluskey, Micaiah, Baby Roo, James Fakaruru, Salil and Olympia. You know, you can see their faces and you know that they're going to have to make room on the wall of shame because more babies are coming after them. I was listening to the ombudsman uh, commenting on this on the Mark Huskin breakfast yesterday, and it just sounds like, you know, there's people not doing their jobs properly, people not being supervised properly. Um, and it's it's one thing if that's, you know, I don't know, your telco, and, you know, you get through, put through to a call centre in Philippines it, you know, over your internet connection. But it's, it's another thing when it's, you know, trying to look after the kids in this country. So, yeah, I think we really need to think about where the resources are going. News Talk, Zed Bean. Does that sound like somebody who's had trouble dealing with telcos lately? Maybe. maybe. Hey, uh, perhaps we can uh, train some more people uh, at tertiary institutions 
Uh, but giving them the first year free won't make any difference, though, unfortunately. Turns out. Kids who do not go to university have other reasons for not going to university, and perfectly legit reasons as well, by the way. Maybe they want to go to work. Maybe they're not particularly into university. Maybe they want to travel. Maybe they want to start a business. Whatever they want to do, they just don't want to go, okay? They have the option, but they choose not to. All up, Labor's vanity spend, or or student bribe, you choose, cost us $350 million in the year to June last year. Now, Christopher Luxon said before the election that he was going to keep the fees free. He was just going to switch it to the last year, right? So he's committed to actually keeping this thing. But then he also said on Sunday this week that the economy is in a fragile state and that there are tough decisions that we need to make together. Well, here's hoping that this is one of those tough decisions. Cut the spend. $350 million is a lot of money. It could be spent elsewhere to help people who actually need it, and it doesn't actually help the people it's supposed to do. It's a pointless thing. I'd actually go further um, and suggest that not only did fees-free not work, it actually cause more problems than it was worth because I reckon that there are kids who did you know went got involved in the tertiary system because it was free for that first year who normally wouldn't have and then ended up trying to do it after that first year maybe successfully but maybe not maybe taking longer to do a degree that they didn't really need or want, then eventually spending money on that that perhaps they shouldn't have, when perhaps they could have just gone out and got a job. Again, does that sound like I've had some kind of personal experience with this thing? Maybe. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. News Talk ZB. Uh, Hey, what we had personal experience with on the Mike Hosking breakfast the other morning was the whole um, Ginny Anderson going feral on Matt Mitchell. It was like something snapped and she passed the point of no return. Now, live radio, live broadcasting of any sort, especially unscripted, is hard work. You have to keep your wits about you. You have to know when enough is enough or indeed if it isn't enough and push a little further. We all make mistakes, of course we do, and many, many, many a time I have sat here thinking, geez, how close to the line am I here? What Anderson did, though, was personal. And not just personal, but ill-informed. And once she crossed the line, it got brutal. It was an unbridled attack of jaw-dropping proportions. A saving grace is that they are both politicians who live in, and at times, ugly, ugly business. But that doesn't make yesterday right or excusable or even close to it. The ball is in Mark's court, as far as I can work out. If he wants an apology, and he does, he should get one. I'm sure he could find a lawyer or two who would be more than happy to pursue matters elsewhere. Uh, The best and most obvious thing Ginny could do is unreservedly say sorry, except it was a moment of madness. It was completely uncalled for and reflected badly on her and indeed her party. So I am looking forward to this coming Wednesday. I don't think I am. I might be away that day. I get uncomfortable, all that sort of conflict. I might find something else to go off and do. I don't have to sit here and be a part of it.
News Talk Zepin. Yep, that's me. I'm afraid of the big news stories. Uh, I'm not afraid of rodents, though, particularly. Uh, so I'm happy to go into supermarkets. Some people aren't there anymore. Today is Supermarket Employee Day. If you're someone that has ever worked or works in a supermarket, what's it like? I worked as a child in the supermarket, flattening boxes and stacking shelves. I think normally, memories are hazy. I had a, we called them a Stanley knife, I don't know what they're called now, a craft knife, and I would cut the boxes and put them in a giant press and spend the whole day crushing cardboard. It's on a Friday night from about four till nine. I mean, I didn't mind the job, but it felt endless. It felt like there was just endless cardboard arriving. You never quite got on top of it. I don't know what they're doing. I suppose they're recycling it. This is in the early 80s. Anyway, that's my only experience for you of working in a suit, Yes, I know... You didn't say if you ever saw a rat or a mouse while doing that. There's piles and piles and piles of cardboard. We've all had jobs like... Oh, have we? I don't know that we do all have jobs like that anymore. Like, I feel like... I feel like up to a certain point we all had jobs like that. And now we don't. Now the kids of today wouldn't do a job that was just crushing cardboard or, in my case... Pouring twenty-five kilo sacks of bar tent turnip seed into the into the top of a machine, and then standing at the bottom of the machine holding one kilo bags for it to spit out in, into. I did that for thirteen hours a day, seven days a week. For a while. News talk. Z Bean. Not that I'm bitter about it. Uh, it was it was good money. It was time and a half. On the you know sixth and seventh days and the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth hours. Uh, does that count as a tip? Eftpos, they've got these new machines out there. They're upgrades. Yeah, I don't like them. So occasionally you've gone out to um, restaurants and you've swiped your card and the restaurant it'll come up on the screen. Do you want to tip? I hate it. Yeah, me because too. it's really embarrassing if you say no. Well. It shouldn't be embarrassing. But it they is. shouldn't put you in that position. That's I know. what I think. That's what I don't like. Well, these new FPOS machines, they will give you this this big flashing screen saying, how much do you want to tip? Not just yes or no. How much? 20%, 15%, 10% was it? Five. Yeah. yeah. Just like the Uber app. Yeah. So, like, is this a good innovation? How do we feel about that? Nick works in the industry. Hello, Nick. Yeah. The thing around the um, the FPOS terminals that have the uh, that functionality, yes, 100% it can be turned off. No, it's not difficult. But one of the reasons that a lot of people do tend to leave it on there is for the guilt trip factor. Yeah. Because you have to make a conscious decision in yeah. front of that person whether or not you're going to do it, and they're going to watch your decision-making. Exactly. And And that's where I have the problem, Nick, because you may not want to tip, but that doesn't mean you haven't had good service or their establishment wasn't good, but you feel like that. So it's kind of like I leave with like, oh, I've just been mean to them. Yeah, and I mean, I don't go out that much, primarily because I'm in the industry, And uh, but when I do, as, as I think I heard you say just before I came on, was um, carry a bit of cash, and I will yeah. hand it directly to the person yeah. who has looked after us. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, if it's a, you know, two, two, two or $300 dinner, then it might be, you know, if it's good service, 20 bucks, if it's exceptional service, maybe 50, um, but I will hand it to them personally. 
and put it in their hand to make sure just you know put it in your pocket yeah this is a problem isn't it because i do want to do that sometimes but i don't have any cash i can't actually remember the last time i had any cash of any kind i literally can't remember um do you know what i really appreciate it is when you're in the restaurant is, is when they, they hand you the FPOS thing but they actually push no for the tip before they even hand it to you <laughs> uh, it makes me want to tip them when they do that isn't that ironic uh, that has been News Talk said Bean for Friday for the week uh, we'll see you back here again on Monday it doesn't cost you anything at all News Talk, News Talk. Zed Bean For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.